Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast, a podcast with real estate investing and pleasure meet. I am so excited today. We have um, a, a special guest on. Her name is Carol Ellis. Carol, hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm so pleased to be here. Yay. I'm happy to have you. So we invited Carol to um, to speak with us today because we want to talk about how to invest using retirement funds. Many people want to invest and they think they don't have any money, and but they don't realize that they're actually sitting on thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars that they could access through their retirement accounts. This is something that I just found out about maybe a year ago and um, was <laughs> completely revolutionary for me and allowed my husband and I to invest in a lot more real estate than we thought possible because we were able to tap into our retirement accounts. Carol is the co-founder of the of Self-Directed Investor Society, SDI, and a news editor for SDI News, which is the top news publication in America for self-directed investors. And that is, um, you know, self-directed retirement accounts is how you can do this. Um, so she's going to tell us about us. She's also the co-host of Self-Directed Investor Talk on KDOW 1220 in San Francisco, and I believe also now in Dallas, you said? Um, That's right. We are also on KEXB. <laughs> very cool. And, in, and there's more. She's also the host of the Real Estate Investor Podcast and the editor of the Brian Ellis Investing Letter, a newsletter for real estate investors with over 700,000 subscribers. And as well, she's a regular contributor to various financial and real estate industry publications, such as Think Realty and the Huffington Post. Woo, you're busy. And she's a, and she's a wife and a mama. Um, she has four kids and a fur baby, a Yorkie, and um, and works with her husband, her business partner, Brian. Welcome. Wow, thank you. You're busy. (laughs) I want to be like, thanks for saying all that stuff, but I did tell you to say it. (laughs) (laughs) It's impressive. I actually, there was so much more, too, and that was, this is the highlights. (laughs) You're busy, ladies. That's right, everybody. Um, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's so great. So um, I'm happy you found the time to to speak with us. Uh, oh, I'm busy. just I'm so excited. This is uh, this stuff is so interesting, and it's especially in terms of real estate. Um, it's like you. I mean, I think the word "use revolutionary" is perfect. I mean, knowing how to use a self-directed account effectively is absolutely revolutionary, and not knowing how to use a self-directed account effectively is. Um, catastrophic and neither one of those are overstatements <laughs> so I'm, I'm so okay. excited to be here well I'm excited to get into that so before before we get into that how do you use it correctly or how do you you know and what do you avoid what is a self-directed retirement account? okay so a self-directed retirement account um, a lot of times you'll hear people refer to them as SDIRAs self-directed IRAs but really it's basically any retirement account within which you have the ability to direct your investments the way that you believe are best for those investments. Um, 
and so, you know, normally um, if you have a retirement account with your corporation or if you have it with one of the, you know, the big names, Schwab or something like that, um, usually, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, you know, perhaps we will let you pick between these couple of stocks. <laughs> but um, if you say, <laughs> I want to go flip a house, they're going to say, um, no. And, and some custodians will actually tell you it's illegal, which is not true. Um, so basically, it's just any retirement account in which you have the wherewithal to direct your investment, um, which basically means you have a custodian who will let you do it. That's great. And I, I know um, there are different companies that do it, right? So, yes. you know, we, we took our retirement accounts out of, uh, you know, I think we out of a Schwab account and then we put it into different self-directed, like a specific self-directed IRA custodian. And we actually have a self-directed 401k as well. Oh, those are nice. (laughs) Those have wonderful tax (laughs) benefits also. (laughs) Do you want to share some of the the differences between like the two? Um, Between what? I'm sorry. The the self-directed IRA and the self-directed 401k. Okay. Let me see if I can do this. Um, Hang on. (laughs) <laughs> let me let me marshal my, my thoughts here. <laughs> no, you didn't. I had to be able to do it though. Um, so, uh, self-directed. Um, the, the main difference between the two um, has to do. But let me tell you the differences, and then we can kind of talk a little bit more about which is which, because I, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, and obviously, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a lawyer, none of that stuff. Um, but uh, so. When you're dealing with the two accounts, a lot of the issues revolve around how much money you can put in. Do you own your own business? Um, There are a lot of little bits of fine print within that that determine how much money you can put in every year, um, when you have to take money out, um, at what age do you have to at all, how can you pass it down. Um, And that's all kind of general and – let me see if I can do this correctly. Um, well, we don't have to go into all the specifics. No, it's so. fine. I'm not, I'm not going to go super specific because I don't want to say it wrong. Um, but with a 401k, <laughs> you have a lot more flexibility in terms of how much money you can put into it. With an IRA, with an IRA, you are governed a lot more by how much money you have made in a given year, whether you're self-employed, who else is in your account, all sorts of other little bits like that. So the biggest difference is flexibility and how that flexibility affects the funds that you're working with, in my opinion. (laughs) I am sure that there are a lot of people who would have different opinions about what the biggest difference is, but I think that's probably the easiest difference is to say it's an issue of flexibility. Yeah, that's good. And I I recommend (laughs) – You can probably do a better job of that with their – no, I, well, I was going to say I recommend people talk to their CPA and figure out, you know, who what's the best um, what's the best uh, option for them. You know, that's that's what we did. Absolutely. We were originally going for a self-directed IRA, and our CPA recommended for us in our particular situation that a 401k was a better better bet. But you know, it's it's all very individual. So talk to your CPA about it. Um, so my another question I have for you is how can investors use a self-directed retirement account to invest in real estate? Well, the wonderful thing about a self-directed account is that you can use it any way you want 
as long as you don't make any major mistakes. Um, and by major mistakes, I mean prohibited transactions. And we can talk about those in more detail. Um, but basically, there is a fairly straightforward list of things that the IRS says, you can't do this. Um, and they're very simple things, like you can't pay yourself a salary out of the IRA, out of your IRA, things like that. Um, as long as you don't do stuff like that, you can use it any way you want, because the whole point is that you're in charge of it. So if you want to make, if you want to make private loans, um, create notes, if you want to flip a house, um, we certainly have plenty of investors who have purchased turnkey rental portfolios, um, like in their entirety. They'll purchase them two or three at a time in some markets. Um, you can do any of that stuff as long as you don't then turn around and say, oh, well, I manage these properties myself, so I'm going to pay myself, for example. Right. Okay, so as long as it's not prohibited, um, then you, you can do anything, including buying real estate, which is great. Yeah, and honestly, um, I mean, real estate is, I would say, is pretty much your best. You know, obviously everyone's situation is different, but um, real estate is simple and it's it's a safe investment when properly collateralized. It's it's strong. You know, you can make predictions about what your investment's going to do. Um, you could invest in venture capital, but um, that, you know, I don't know if I'd sleep any better at night invested in venture capital than I would in the stock market. <laughs> right. Well, uh, I definitely have a preference for real estate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very bullish on real estate investing. Uh, I think it's a great investment. And I, I love that you can use your retirement account because I, I know there are probably a lot of people who are willing to, who are ready to retire in 2009 that had their retirement accounts in the stock market and they just lost everything um, and, or so much of their value. And if they had been able to have put their money in different things, they might have been a lot better off. So I, I like having that flexibility. Yeah. Um, so before you were saying that there are, you know, it could be incredible if, you know, you, you're using it right or it could be catastrophic um, <laughs> if you're doing it wrong. So well, let's start with the, the, the right way. What are some right ways sure. to use these retirement accounts? Okay. Well, um, let's stick with real estate because I, I think you and I are pretty much in agreement that, um, you know, in, in our personal experience, that's, that's, the, that's the way to go. So um, yeah. if you are going to invest using your IRA or your 401k in real estate, um, honestly, the right thing to do is identify the strategy that's going to work best for you. Um, I personally am a huge fan of cash flowing turnkey rentals, especially in sort of mid-level markets that aren't, they may never be anything astounding like you experience in your market, but, um, you know, they just kind of chug along. Um, maybe the area has a really great responsible housing authority that provides some support to populations who need help with housing. That's a good place to go. I like identifying someplace like that and buying cash flowing turnkey rentals there, someplace with a good manager so that you really can, it's, it's trite, but, you know, collect your rent check and, uh, you know, and let, let that sort of snowball into a larger, you know, larger and larger portfolio. But, um, you know, there are people, we have members who, you know, are dead set. They want to flip and, uh, you know, they flip houses. They'll, they'll take, you know, you can use collat, you can use debt in these accounts. It's a little bit complicated, but, you know, if they have a couple hundred thousand dollars, they'll just go 
buy a house and hire somebody to flip it for them. Or, um, you know, some people actually will borrow money to fund that sort of transaction. It just depends on how quickly you're trying to accomplish something and also, um, I guess, how patient you are, how, how quickly you are hoping to start taking money out, um, whether you're looking for cash flow or whether you're content to just say, okay, well, I'm going to hold on to it for six months while they fix it up and make it beautiful, and then I'm going to sell it. Right. But you can do um, anything. Com- commercial real estate, you can go in with other people. Yeah, we have syndic- – in our syndications, we have investors that invest with their, with their IRAs or self-directed IRAs and 401k. There's, there's a lot you can do with it, which is awesome. Um, now, when you're talking about cash flow, are people allowed to take cash out of their – you know, if it's – you know, you're in a cash-flowing property – does the does the money the money go does the money go back into the retirement account or is there a, a yes. ability to take yes, it out? <clears throat> no, you can't just pull it out. Um, I guess you could do some sort of distribution, but you'd have to talk to you know your financial professional. Um, no, when when I say cash flowing, I mean it's cash flowing back into the account. But so if you have, yeah. I I love Birmingham. So say you have a property in Birmingham, you bought it for about $45,000. It's, um, I don't know, it's renting at nine fifty a month. All that money is going back in. That $40,000 property did not, even if you had to fix it up, did not set you back so far that it's not going to start cash flowing pretty quickly. And then what people will do, and this is why we sort of say, don't forget about cash flowing when you're investing for retirement. It's so relevant. What people will do is sort of roll yeah. that back in and say, oh, well, now I've got enough. I'm going to buy another one. Yeah, right. Okay. But what you were saying about the syndication is a really nice way to do it because it lets you get into much bigger things than if you were trying to just invest in a rental property. You know, if you're involved in a syndication with a lot of other people, somebody like you who knows exactly what they're doing and can handle it, it gives you that distance that you need from the investment, but it still lets you get into something potentially much bigger than you know, I mean, my RA doesn't have, you know, $10 million in it to, you know, do a commercial deal all by myself. So um, it, right. it lets people get in without getting too close, which is wonderful. Awesome. All right. So those are some of the wonderful ways that we can use it. What are some of the catastrophic things that happen <laughs> with, uh, with self-directed IRAs or, uh, or 401ks? Well, um, and that actually – Here's the, here's the big difference here with the IRA and the 401k. This is what our legal counsel would say. Um, if you make a bad decision with your IRA, like if you make a mistake and you violate a regulation that the IRS has placed on you, it basically explodes if you ever get caught. And eventually no. the IRS is going to want your money. You're going to get caught. Um, <laughs> even if you didn't know you did it. If you do it with a 401k, it's not, quite, it's not, it's not good, but it's not the end of the world. So Okay. So that's actually a better difference than the one I said originally. <laughs> yes. So, um, <laughs> boy, can I give you examples? Uh, so if you um, if you have a let's say let's say you have a rental property because this is a really easy example. You have a rental property and uh, you have a property manager, so you have been very careful. You're not touching that rental property, and that's a good way to think of it. Is um, if you are touching your IRA's investment you need to back away quickly because um, that's a prohibited transaction. You're not allowed to directly affect 
your IRA's investments. So say um, say you, you've got a property, and um, it's a great little rental property. It's doing its own thing. Well, one day you're in the city, and you drive by it, and you see that the mailbox flag is broken. And you say, oh, that looks so crummy. You know, I don't want them to think I'm a bad landlord. So you go to Home Depot, and you get a new little mailbox flag, and you go back to the little house, and you screw the little mailbox flag, okay, and flag on, and now the mailbox looks good again. Um, you have committed a prohibited transaction, and that transaction has, and from that point, your IRA is no longer tax protected. So mm-hmm. from that point on, <laughs> every, and nobody knows. It's not like the IRA, IRS has a, you know, has a traffic light and it says, you know, oh, Monique just fixed the mailbox. You know, 10 years down the line, though, you, you know, they, somebody tracks down your receipt because they think, you know, they're auditing you, and the whole point of auditing you is to get your money. Um, <laughs> you know, they track down that receipt, and they say, you improved that property directly. Um, that's illegal. Mm. Everything you've done since then, not only do you owe us taxes to the greatest extent possible, but you also owe us fines, fees, and penalties. And you can actually, there are horror stories where you hear about people who actually end up not only losing, you know, millions of dollars that they've generated after they committed this prohibited transaction, but also actually owing money. I mean, you could go into debt over a prohibited transaction. But So how do you avoid that? (laughs) Well... Don't touch um, it. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't touch it. But um, it's not bad of a list. It's just that you have to be very diligent. So, um, you know, use your educational resources like SDI Society. Um, we have a handy-dandy book about all the horrible things you could do so that you can read it and then you don't do them. Um, but in, and I'll tell you right now, I mean, here, here are sort of our big five. Don't borrow money or lend money um, mm-hmm. to yourself. Uh, don't do business with disqualified people, which means yourself and most of your family. There's some fine print there, but honestly, I wouldn't mess with it. Like, if you're going to fight with mm-hmm. the IRS, who's going to win? Um, right. Don't purchase. <laughs> don't purchase prohibited assets. Um, those are things like um, you can't invest in life insurance or collectibles. Don't put your IRA up as collateral. And um, then the big one with the mailbox, which is also the most complicated for real estate investors because it is so tempting to go get involved with your investment. Um, Don't directly or indirectly benefit, do anything that benefits, um, just basically don't mess with the investment. Okay. And that's, there are more than that, and those all have like a lot of details in them, but if you're diligent, or if you just hire a property manager and then forget about it, or if you get into a syndication. I mean, any of those things where you're not as likely to mess with something that can create a problem, you're fine. And it's a wonderful opportunity. It's an opportunity most people don't have if they don't use these funds. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, that's good. So send people, what's the website so people can go get the book? Uh, yeah, it is selfdirected.org. Okay, selfdirected.org. And uh, if you if you go there, you'll see um, we've got we do legislative updates. Um, but if you if up in the corner, there's a little thing, and it says um, prohibited. Tra- it says 
about, and then you go down and it says prohibited transactions, and uh, just okay. read the whole thing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you, you all know exactly where to go. Um, and one one last question before we get into our trinities, but what are some creative ways in which investors have used these accounts to invest? We do have a guy who invests in dairy cattle. Um, wow. And he bought a herd of dairy cattle. And, um, you know, again, he's, a, he's abiding by his prohibited transaction rules. I, I assume somebody's managing the cattle for him. Um, you know, it's whatever your passion and your expertise is. I mean, there, we have one member who I think he's sort of like an adrenaline fiend, an adrenaline fiend, because um, he really, like, the guy loves high-risk real estate. Like, you know, oh, he's like, if it doesn't have a 60-something percent return, and, you know, when, when you're talking like that, that's not my cup of tea. But when you're talking like that, you yeah. sort of have to get creative. Um, you know? yeah. So there's all sorts of things like that that you can do. Um, a lot of people buy precious metals, um, again, which isn't super creative, but is a solid traditional thing that's really nice to have in there. You can do private loans. Yeah. Anything you Great. can do in real estate that's creative, you can do through your IRA creatively also. Well, I mean, I say anything. I'm sure there's an exception out there and somebody's like, hey there. But um, as long just as you're not anything. touching it or benefiting from that's it. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great. And to be so, clear, my list of prohibited transactions, like that was not comprehensive. Like there's so – you need to – even if you don't read the book on the website, which, of course, you should because it's the best. But um, if you didn't, like, you still need to be very sure that you understand, as I'm sure you know, because you don't, yeah. don't want to get in a fight with the IRS. Even if you're no. right, but like, from what you're I not going to win. <laughs> they have a lot more resources. But from what I remember, the list of things that you can't do is pretty small. And then the rest of the entire universe is open. So it's, you are there's a lot right. you can do with it. So it's pretty it's pretty awesome and uh and something to check out if you have you know some retirement money and you're worried about what the stock market is doing. It's going very, very high right now, but what comes up must come down. <laughs> so um that might be And you won't see it coming some, necessarily. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so now might be a great time to move into some self directed funds. Um and you can uh, you can go and check out in the below the the podcast. I've put in links for uh, Carol's various things: the Self Directed Investor Society, SDI Talk, um, REI Today, different ways in which you can find her and find out information about self directed IRAs. Um, so thank you, Carol. That was so oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> so good. We need to end with trainings. We always end with a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. And I'll um, I'll, I'll share one quickly so you can see how it's done. But I, I just – well, A, I, I, bra- I have two brags. Because I brag you're on, and that was so good. <laughs> that was really, really um, <laughs> such great information. Um, so I really appreciate that, and I appreciate that you're here and um, and that we we recently met, and I appreciate you being part of real estate investor goddesses, so um, and being on the podcast. So I appreciate all of that, and so I brag, I brag 
you're here. And I also brag that in Friday, I leave for Real Estate Guys um, Summit at sea. I'm going to be on a cruise. Oh, um, you're going to have so much fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I brag that. Um, I brag that. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful. Yeah, I, all my, my training is really cruise-related, so I'm, I'm grateful for the <laughs> opportunity to be able to go. And I'm really grateful that the Internet will be very bad and phone service will be very bad and that I get to unplug for nine days. So I'm really grateful for that. And I desire to have an incredible time. I desire to just to deepen relationships and um, learn a lot and, and just have a blast. So that's my trinity. What's yours? I love it. All right. Thank you. Well, um, I was, uh, I guess our celebration, our, our brag, is um, that SEI Society has been invited by the California Continuing Education of the Bar, the CEB, to um, teach continuing education. I can't talk. I'm so excited. I can't talk. Um, to teach continuing <laughs> education to California attorneys who are studying to master the intricacies of self-directed IRAs, prohibited transactions, and all the stuff that goes along with that. And that's such an honor. Like, I've just, um, like, my jaw hit the floor when I found that out. So, I'm just, I'm, that's I'm so, so awesome. I think that's so cool. Well bragged. <laughs> well bragged. Very well bragged. Great. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, the thing that I'm grateful grateful for is I'm so grateful that you have me on. This is a great opportunity. I'm so excited to get to know you and learn more about you. And I just, I appreciate the opportunity to come on your show. It was very nice of you. Oh, my pleasure. Beautiful gratitude. And what do you desire? (laughs) Um, I don't know. I, I guess it's a little, I don't know. It's a little zen, but, um, Really, I just uh, are you know I have a really wonderful life. Like I love, love Georgia. I love my family. I love you know I love what I do. Like and I just desire yeah. to sort of keep keep that focus. Like not the even so much like the oh I gotta look forward to it's tomorrow, but just like to really focus on the present and the day. Not to the exclusion of the future, but sort of just to maintain that sort of being in the moment. Mm. So beautiful. So your desire is to be in the moment and sounds like just have more of this good stuff that you have. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so shall it be or so much better than you can imagine. Ah, thank you so much. This was great. Um, super excited. Uh, y'all can find Carol Ellis' information uh, below. Definitely find out more about self-directed IRAs and how you can invest using retirement funds. There's a wealth of information over there um, that they have available for you. And, um, you know, we'll catch you next week. As always, keep it juicy and keep it pleasurable. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Thank you.